What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Lifted Warrior Podcast. It's Cam. How's everybody doing, man? How was your week? Mine was good. Um, football just started back up, so I've been enjoying that thoroughly. Um, got a chance to watch some high school games and, of course, college kicked back off. Um, but moving past that, man, today, what we're going to be talking about is honestly just managing stress, how different ways that we can submit to God, even in areas that we are working through, different areas that maybe, can, you know, just taking over our minds as far as like different things that we have to take care of. And then also what we can do in order to replace it, right? Really just hopping in uh, or just getting straight into it. What we first have to understand is that life is 10% what happens and 90% our reaction to it for the most part. And we need to understand that we don't have complete control over our life and many things are not in our control. And no matter what we do, no matter how much we try to take control over everything that's going on, no matter how much we try to, you know, manage everything, there's some things that are just going to happen that we have completely no control over. And we have to be okay with that. In fact, as believers of Christ, we must understand that in order to truly find our lives, we must lose it. So meaning that we have to lose that need or that desire to be able to control everything. And again, so the, a major factor for stress for most men is the need or want to be in control of what is going on around us, especially if you're a guy who's a builder or especially someone who you you try to like you see the bigger picture of things. You're trying so hard to get that picture into the natural or you're trying so hard to build what you think God has given you and you want so much control over everything. But listen to this. So what stress is, it's a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. So there's two types of stress. There's you stress and there's distress. You stress is what I will call a good stress. It challenges us to adapt and grow. Um, and then you have distress, and that is what can deplete or destroy our energy for life. All start all stress, in my opinion, starts as you stress. Um, but what happens is our inability or lack of time to adapt or process causes it to become distress after too many things have piled up on our plate. What do I mean? I'll explain. So say you start a new job, right? That's a you stress. It's something good. It's challenging you to change. It's making you better. Um, but if in that same time period you that you start a new job, say a um, a family member passes and before you can really get into the job, another thing is added on your plate and it begins to weigh you down. So when assessing our stress, we first must make sure that we do not mistake the two. We can't mistake you stress for distress. We can't mistake distress for you stress. Reason being is because distress is is something that you need to actively go through with God. Well, both of them really, but distress, if you ascribe it to being you stress, then you're going to be trying to grow and trying to um, push through it when really you may need help. You may, you may need deliverance. You may need someone to come in and to be with you to alleviate that thing from you. Um, so again, what are some examples of the two? The first thing is you stress 
is like being trained for a promotion. I gave you the idea of getting a new job at um, at work, or it could also be having a baby. Um, it's something that you are growing to. It's something that you're not yet able to do, but as you continue, you grow into it, right? Um, these are very stressful situations because you are now doing something that you have not done before. And again, in both of those situations, you have to start thinking about those who you will be responsible for, how you are going to manage those people. How can you replicate your behaviors into those people to make them successful? And what do you now have to be aware of that previously was not yours to handle? Both of these situations, you have time. You have time to adapt. You have time to grow. You have time to process, to become what it is that you need to be in order to be the best person for these people. But an example of distress could be more likened to being fired from a job and not having a safety net. Um, or, or like I gave earlier, a loss of a family member. These stresses, if not handled properly, if not given enough time to, to process them, will deplete you and drain your ability to navigate life. Um, it's important to keep in mind with the two is that if too much you stress, like I said before, piles up without enough time, without enough of you doing the work to process and to comb through your emotions, comb through your feelings, it's going to become distress. Um, and I gave you an example before, but distress is a tool of the enemy to cause you to become stagnant and stuck, unable to move or grow with the time. The purpose of stress is to get you stuck handling one situation while time continues to push past you. It's to, it's to get your mind stuck on one thing while everything else around you is continuing to grow, is continuing to build, is continuing to, to advance. And you're stuck dealing with this one situation because your mind has not allowed you to continue to process the things going on around you. So what does the Bible say about stress? If we look at Philippians 4 and 6, it says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Now, that word anxious here means to be troubled with cares. When we are stressing, again, that is what we're doing. We are allowing our mind to be overtaken with the different cares of this world. And that's not necessarily bad, but when you allow that to take over your thought process, when you allow that to take over what it is that God is, what God may even be doing in your life, then this becomes an issue. Also, by stressing, we are assuming that we have complete power or control to affect every situation that happens in our life. And like I told you at the top of the episode is that life is 90% of how we react to things. It's 90% of how you react to what was put in place to you, put in front of you. It's 90% how you react to your situation growing up. It's 90% how you react to, to what God would tell you if you react well and do what he says, or if you decide to disobey. For example, you can take 10 people. Give those same 10 people the exact same upbringing and they're all going to turn out different. The reason being is because they're each going to react to each situation differently by thinking that we have complete control over everything. We are saying that our problem is bigger than God. We, we do it indirectly and we do it not understanding what we're doing. But when we're so focused on the problem that we're not praying, when we're so focused on the problem that we're not seeking God, when we're so focused on the issue at hand that we're not following his plan for our life, that we're not listening to his advice and to the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, we're saying that 
that our problem is bigger than God. And we're saying that we don't need God for our life. I'll give you a healthy example of how to properly follow Philippians 4.16. When you think about Paul and Silas, when they were in prison, right? They got locked up simply for following God, simply for following his, his mandate for their lives. They got locked up. And while they were in prison, all they did was pray and sing praises unto God. And because they submitted themselves to continue to focus on God, even in their hardship of being in prison, it allowed God to come in and radically save them supernaturally. If we start a few verses earlier at verse four, Paul is telling us to be full of joy. Then he tells us not to stress, meaning that we have a choice in the matter. We are the ones who decide our emotions and we can choose to focus on God and his goodness in our lives as Paul and Silas did, or we can focus on the cares of this world. Either way, we have the choice. And I, again, I keep stressing this point is that it's how we respond to the 10% that we have no control over in our lives. And it's easier said than done. A way to make better peace with this, though, um, with this joy in times of hardship is to rely and to really understand Romans 8, 28. I know we look at it all the time, but I'll read it here again. Um, and it says that we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And I, this wasn't even in my notes, but as I read verse 29, it says, for he, for those he foreknew, he also be, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son and to be conformed to the image of his son. That means you also have to take part of the hardships that Jesus went through. That means that you also have to take part of the hardship that Jesus went through, of the sufferings that he went through, of the beatings that he went through. Now, you might not physically suffer, but you're going to suffer some things in this earth as you are being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. We have to take part in that. And if we understand that it allows us not to stress so much about the different things that may happen in our life, because we understand that even through it all, Romans 8, 28, again, through it all. We are being fashioned into the image of Jesus Christ. We are being fashioned into what God has called us to be, and everything is working together for our good. It may not feel good, but it's working for our good. It may not look good at times, but it's producing something in us that we need, that we might we may not even know that we need. It's producing a good work. So allow your patience to even produce a good work in you. As you are relying on God in your hardships, don't allow the hardships of life to continue to stress you out. Put your focus back on God and allow him to work his goodness in you so that you may be conformed to the image of Christ. Let me get back in this. Again, if we start a few verses earlier, we look at what, what Paul was saying. Again, it's all about our perspective and focusing on God rather than focusing on our, our on our problems or on our issues. By focusing on God, we can then also be reminded that we serve a God that is able to split seas and stop time. You see what he did for Paul and Silas in the prison. We need to believe. That's another thing. We don't truly believe, I don't think. We don't, I don't think we truly believe that these, these stories that we read about, these parables that we read about, these, this history that we read about that happened in the Bible, I don't think a lot of us really believe it. If we did, 
we wouldn't have the same disposition as it concerns some of the things of our lives. If we truly believe that we serve a God that stopped time, if we truly believe that we serve a God that parted the Red Sea, if we truly believe that we serve a God that that wrecked the prison and freed everybody because two people were singing and praising God, if we truly believe that, we would not allow the stresses of life to overtake us the way they do. I'll just be brutally honest because that was going that was going to be my my next thing or my next point is our usual things as men what we knew, normally do I can speak for myself is what I normally do is start thinking of all the ways I can change my current circumstance what more can I be doing to see the results that I need to see what am I not doing currently and, and don't get me wrong all of these are good things right you should be constantly evaluating yourself to see where you may not be measuring up to what to the call of God where you may not be measuring up to what God has called you to, but you should not allow that to overtake. Again, you should not allow that to overtake what God has already spoken to you. You should not allow that to overtake what God is telling you to do. And you should not allow that to overtake your your focus on God through all situations. But again, we start to think about all the things that we need to do to change our situation, different things that we can sacrifice, different things that we can give up, different ways that we, you know, maybe different moves that we need to make, different, you know, whatever. We just go into this whole spiral of what is it that I need to do? And we stress ourselves out trying to make things happen instead of relying on God to provide for us as a, as a good father. Us doing this is unknowingly making our problems greater than God. It's unknowingly making our situation or our affliction greater than the God that we serve. Instead, what we should do is from the moment we encounter the problem, we should pray and release the issue back to God. Then from there, choose the joy of the Lord and allow him to walk us through life. Now catch this. Continue to release to God that issue and ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom concerning it. Don't just pray once and give it up because that issue nine times out of 10 is still going to be there. So it's still going to that issue is still going to be dancing in your face after you just prayed once. So continue to pray, continue to release it back to God and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you concerning that issue. And every time it comes up, pray again. Every time it, it 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 comes back up to your to your mind, pray again. Every time you start thinking about what I what do I need to do, pray, and ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you through it. Moving down from that, and, and this is another key thing with this: How long should I should I take this thing to God in prayer? And the answer is, the answer is until you get an answer, and then once you believe you heard from God, either through prayer or through the Bible. Start bringing that up in your prayer. Every time that the issue rises up, bring up what God said. Every time you you looking at your finances and it don't look like what, what God said, bring up what God said. Every time you're looking at your marriage and it doesn't look like what God said, bring up what God said. Every time you're looking at your child and they're not acting right, bring up what God said. Every time you look at your career path and it's not doing what it's not what God showed to, told you or showed you, bring up what God said. Every time your situation does not look like what God showed you, you need to open your mouth and bring up what God said and speak it on this earth. Speak it on this earth. Don't allow your situation to frame your mind. Allow the word of God to frame your mind and continue to speak that until you see it. 
And as you're doing that, continue to choose joy. That's the bigger thing I want you to get from this as we talk about managing stress. Everything that I've talked about is good, but the bigger thing I want you to do is continue to choose joy. You have a choice. Your emotions are dictated by you. So choose joy. Even if the situation doesn't change, choose joy. Because sometimes the situation is producing something in us that we don't see. So choose joy every time. In the morning, choose joy. When you when you want to get stressed out, choose joy. When you want to give up, choose joy. When when the trials of life are beating on you, choose joy. Joy is your combat to stress. And it's because the, the, the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's what gives you the strength to go through the day. So choose joy. Um, focus on what you can control and anything else, leave it at the feet of God. We cannot control our entire life. We don't. Even as Christians, it says that we must give up our lives that we may find it in Christ. You do not have complete control. Give up, give, give up your control to God. And I promise you'll see more peace. You'll, re, you'll receive more joy. And you'll also begin to receive the backing of heaven because you're following God. You're following God's will for your life. Give up that control. You don't have control anyway. So give up that idea that you have control. And like I said in the beginning of the podcast, you are not completely in control. Um, you can plan and work and set things in place. But at the end of the day, you do not have complete control of your life. In fact, the Bible even says that the heart of a man plans his ways, but it's God, God who establishes his footsteps. It's, it's, it's literally written out for us that we can plan. We can do everything that we think we're supposed to do, but it's simply God who is going to establish us where we need to be. Um, and for many of us, I hear the word release. Release your hand from the plan that I gave you. Release your control over what I have given, given you so that I, meaning God, can step in and guide you where I desire. For many of us, and this, this is me too, for many of us, we need to release. Take this time right now. Take a moment right now. And I want you to visually put your hand up in a fist and open it and say, God, I release my life back to you. I release the reins. I release the control. I release everything back over to you right now, God. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come back into my life and lead and guide me. Show me a more fruitful way to live life because the way that I've been living it right now doesn't work. The way that I've been going through life right now doesn't, doesn't, doesn't allow me to see you. It doesn't put my focus on you. It puts my focus on me and my works. So God, I release back to you now. And as we close up, man, this is my prayer for you guys. This is my prayer, my challenge. I want you guys who may be feeling stressed out. I want you to pray until you receive an answer from God about whatever it is that you're, that you need to, to pray about and keep praying until you receive an answer. It may be weeks that you do this. It may be months that you do this, but pray until you receive an answer. And after you receive that answer, every day you wake up mentally, tell yourself that you are choosing joy you're choosing the joy of the Lord, that the joy of the Lord is your strength, that you're not going to allow outside forces. You're not going to allow your circumstance. You're not going to allow the, the world. You're not going to allow anything outside of God to dictate how you feel today. 
And then once you receive your answer from God, rest in that answer and meditate on it day and night. But that's it today, guys, man. Look, I really appreciate y'all coming in and stopping by. I hope that this episode was something that you were able to glean from. I hope that this was something that you were able to grow with as well. Come back next week, man. We're going to be talking about purifying our fountain. I talk about it a little bit in the first episode, but we're going to go in detail about how we can purify what we're putting into our hearts, how we can purify what we engage in daily, remove some things from our lives so that we can be more focused, so that we can be more dialed in, so that we can hear clearly from God concerning things and that we don't have to continue to do this work of pulling out things that God didn't want to want there in the first place. Hey man, I'll see you guys next week, but until then stay lifted. Thank you guys for stopping by and listening through the podcast. If you want to continue to build your foundation in Christ, I need you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you would like to support the ministry, just click the link in the description. Until next week, stay lifted.